Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rents, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. big topic that we have this week is uh some hot stove predictions some winter winter meeting predictions i went through all you know i i like to look at what is the mlb news and Mm -hmm. all the news is just what's what's going to happen and so i've got a list of players here that we didn't talk about last time Mm -hmm. um are probably i don't think any of these are going to end up on the twins so none of them did we did we talk have we talked about previously to this extent but Okay. All right. But I want to know where you think who will the following players play for? You got Shohei Otani. You've got, excuse my pronunciation, but uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. We got Corbin Burns. Okay. We got Shane Bieber. We got Tyler Glass now. We got Juan Soto, Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, Blake Snell, and. Jordan Montgomery, what are you doing on this list? <laughs> so I think default, here's here's my priors. My priors are the team that they played for before or a big market. I don't see I don't see any of these guys going to a, I don't see any of these guys going to a small market team for sure. And even medium markets, I I don't think so. And that I think gets to your point about none of these guys are going to the twins. If I had to pick the guy who is most likely to go to the twins, Shane Bieber. But other than that, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Not respecting the uh, rivalries in the AL Central. But uh, other than that, I totally agree with you. But I think, you know, uh, it's hard. I would say it's a fool's errand to predict specific teams for most of these guys. But I would say that on this list, I expect one or two to the Yankees, one or two to the Red Sox, no, one no, or two no, to no. the I Dodgers. Want to go these you want me, I know. You want I want me to say, be specific. Okay. So okay. each guy, I want right, you to say, ahead. are they going to end up on the team that they were on last year? Or a different team. So let's give. We'll the, the, let's have this be a bet okay. box little exercise. Sure, all right. Um, and we'll have it the net, the net of these between 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 us. One point. Are they on the team that that uh, they were on last year or on a new team? A point number two. Do you get the right team? Ugh. So, okay. Otani, not same team. He's going to L.A. Dodgers. Okay. Um, I'm just taking the opposite of whatever whatever you said. On, on both of those, let's just say it that way. I'm not gonna, or I'm not gonna give a team. You can only get extra points for the uh, okay. picking the right team. All and right. I'm gonna, just gonna be the opposite side of uh, whatever you say. Uh, Yamamoto. Well, first of all, the first half of this bet is irrelevant, right? Because he's coming from Japan. No, it's not because he could be staying in Japan. Ah, uh, no, no, no. He's signing. He's signing, and I. Uh, this is a tough one. I'm gonna go with. New York Yankees. Okay. You know what? I would say another team that started out in, in New York. So I'm looking at this. But ended up in San Francisco. I wouldn't be. I, I want. I'm going to I'm gonna throw it out there. They they want something. They need something. This would be a breath of fresh air. No, I, th- I think if it's a. I think if it, I think if you're stick. If you think if you're predicting West Coast teams, my second choice would be Seattle. Of course. That'd be awesome. Uh, Corbin Burns. 
new team, and I'm going to say Mets for something wild. Ugh, please, no. <laughs> uh, okay, Shane Bieber. New team. No, no, no. Same. Uh, no, I'm going to take it back. Same team. I don't think same Bieber, team. Yeah, I, I was gonna. I, I really would be surprised if Bieber leaves the AL Central, and I don't want to predict anybody else. So Bieber has Bieber has Mets written all over him. To me. <laughs> no, I see. That's the thing is that somebody on this list is going to the Mets. I don't know exactly who, but anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, but I would generally say one of the injured players. So sure, Tyler Glass now. Yeah, see, that's why I'm saying one of the injured players. Absolutely. Um, Will the Scarecrow make it to New York, Gotham? I mean, I th- if you will, Glass now. I I mean, as a as a gambling man, I feel like I should put multiple guys on the Mets. <laughs> you know, just just try and short my position here. If that's what you feel, <laughs> if that's what you feel, then yeah, just throw them all on the uh, Mets. To try and short my position here, I I think Glass now to the Mets. I I also think I somebody somebody is going to the Mets, and it's not any of the rest of the guys. <laughs> okay, Cody Bellinger. <sighs> Same team. Oh, I. I yeah, I feel like, yeah, he's he's the biggest candidate. You know where I want him to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boston, he'd, be, he'd be fun. Chapman, he'd be good. Chapman he'd to be Boston? Great. Nah. Well, no, because he's my well, maybe Matt Chapman. You, you're saying Boston? I'm saying Boston. Okay, Blake Snell. So not the same team. Definitely not the same team. They don't they don't have any money for the same reason that did we skip Juan Soto? We did. Okay. Skip Juan Soto. For the I'll same reason. Back. For the same reason that I'm. Positive Juan Soto is not saying on the same team. Blake Snell, though, I'm going to say L.A. Dodgers. Oh, not Mets? No. That would be the Metsiest Mets Mets move to ever met. I don't think I don't think even the Mets would outbid the Dodgers on that. I don't think. Right. Because the, the Dodgers are like, you know, it would be nice to have you as our number four pitcher. Um, well, and I mean, the Dodgers. The Mets, are, the Mets are like, oh, we need to put this money into a number one <laughs> pitcher. <laughs> do we really want Blake Snell to be number one? Yeah. Same money as what the Dodgers are going to pay for a number four pitcher. In name only because, you know, whatever Kershaw yeah. does. Okay. Jordan Montgomery. Where's he going? This one, this one way up in the air. I think only because I want to get them onto this list somewhere, I'm going to say Cubs. Because I think the Cubs are going to get somebody, I, I think, somebody free agent. They need to make a move. So I'm going to put him. I'm going to stick Jordan Montgomery there. I would say, I mean, most likely they get Cody Bellinger, but like Corbin sure. Burns being pissed off at Milwaukee might just stay in that division. So thought like, about that too. Down to Chicago. Thought about that one too. Yeah. Last but definitely not least, Juan Soto. Also because I think they need a shot in the arm, and I think they're willing to spend. I'm gonna go with Blue Jays. Ah. <laughs> I think. I think. Look, wouldn't they? What? Wouldn't they rather have him than Chapman? Mm. Go all in for Juan Soto. And Matt Chapman leaves. Maybe. I mean, I, sure, why not? I think I think I have a few. I think I might be playing too high dimensional of chess here, but I'm just yes. <laughs> I'm just going for it anyway. Just going for it. I don't care. Yeah. All right. All right. This week, I thought that we would go back into the longitudinal 2023 ownership data and just just try a couple queries. I, I spent a little bit of time trying to parse this data, and I've come up with three queries. Six, they give us a list of sort of some new names because hmm. not very fun when you're like, okay, let me take a look at this. And then it's like all the same guys that we know and that we've been talking about recently. So three queries that I put together that brought up a couple of new names. The first one is like 50, 50 guys that we've talked about a lot and a lot recently. So 
thud highlight some of the guys that I felt like we haven't discussed nearly as much um, mm-hmm. with the new data at the end. So the first query, again, looking at the 2023 ownership data that we have been um, collecting with GitHub Actions from Fantasy Pros. Thank you, Fantasy Pros, uh, to to be able to longitudinally understand the ownership. The first query was players that started the year under 80% owned and ended the year over 80% owned. Now, this actually came out of like the last second when we were looking at the ownership data, we saw very distinctly in the uh, the histogram of ownership, it's 80% and above are, those are your fantasy guys. There's yep. a lot more ownership there. Once you drop down to 70, all of a sudden you have far less, far fewer players in that pool. And it goes back up until you're in like, under 20%. Then there's a ton of players that are under yeah. 20%. Here are the guys. Alec Baum, Cody Bellinger, Jose Barrios, Josh Naylor, Justin Steele, Justin Turner, Marcelo Zuna, Merrill Kelly, Nathan Ivaldi, Nico Horner, Sonny Gray, William Contreras, Yande Diaz, Zach Eflin, Spencer Steer, Ellie De La Cruz, and Kodai Senga. Now, like I said, half of those guys are, are names that we've talked about a lot. Like we've already talked about Cody Bellinger in this in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Alec Baum, we've talked about him. We started seeing him in the stats and started started to talk about him <laughs> in recent yeah. podcasts. Justin Steele, similarly, we've already discovered uh, had a good season. Merrill Kelly, we talked about as someone in preseason who we should uh, put money into. Nadia Valdi, we talked about through the season. Nico Horner, we've been talking about recently. Sonny Gray was Perpetual, a twin. Perpetual conversation topic. Yeah. yeah. Yande Diaz, uh, a personal favorite of mine, has been <laughs> brought up a, a little bit. Zach Eflin, we've talked about. Um, Spencer Steer, another one we've talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Ellie De La Cruz, a lot. Now, so the, those other guys, those are six other guys Jose Barrios, Josh Naylor, Justin Turner, Marcelo Zuna, William Contreras, Cody Senga. Where do you want to start on this this list of guys? I, Jose Brios we mentioned, but only as a joke. <laughs> and like maybe he wasn't a joke this year. Looking at the guys that we haven't talked about very much before recently, I think it's interesting to kind of foliate these into two. I would say there's guys that we've never talked about, and then yes, guys yes. that we used to talk about, and they disappeared for a while. And now and they're came back. somewhat back. Because we used to talk about Justin Turner. <laughs> like that's a guy we've talked about, right? Oh well, yeah, but not this year. Not exactly. this year at all. And the same thing is true for Jose Brios and Marcelo Zuna. Those are the guys that I would put together. But I would say Josh Naylor, William Contreras, Cota Senga. If we've said Naylor's name on the pod, the other two we, and we reviewed Naylor and we sure. talked about him and we talked about how terrible that Cleveland team is. Yeah. But the other two, I mean, we've talked about Contreras's Contreri. And uh but never William no and Kota Senga, have we ever talked? <laughs> I don't think we No, I don't think so. Yeah, I I mean it feel it feels like an oversight. Like I feel like the the thing that this list has shown me is that like we actually need to dig a little bit more to make sure that we're covering every fantasy relevant guy. So we did a we did an okay job, but the right. fact that we skipped <laughs> these six tells us or that we didn't discuss these six yeah. tells me that we're we're still missing a pool of fantasy relevant guys in our discussions. And it just, I don't know if it means that we need to broaden the tools or because it, it's across the board, right? It's both pitchers and hitters. 
Yeah, it's, no. So it's about a third. We missed about a yeah. third of these of these players in terms of discussion points. Um, no, I don't think. Well, I think that this is a, this is good. We're we're talking yeah. about a new thing that we need to maybe do a little bit more. And maybe we should be. Maybe my queries should bring this up in the in the year um, well, I think- as I continue to work on the. A Jupiter notebook for this, pulling that up of who has got started the season at under eighty percent is now, you know, well, helpful. I, think, but I guess you're saying, how do we identify these people earlier? Well, how I, did we, why didn't we identify these guys at the All Star break? I think I'd two like things. I think sure you. I think one, we should have a mini segment that is like guys that ticked over eighty percent, and we should like anytime you scrape yeah. this and a guy ticks Ooh, over eighty yeah. percent, we got to have an alert that says like, have you mentioned this guy on the pod recently? Because <laughs> He's definitely in fantasy relevant land now. Yeah. Um, or maybe we should maybe we should get to the forecasting that who is who is um on a linear path to exactly. get to 80% in the next in the next <laughs> because, week. Cuz some some of these guys I'm looking at and it's like we should have known that. I mean, I think um Jose Barrios, I mean asking asking the other piece of your the other piece of your statement about like should we have known that these guys should we have been able to pick this up earlier? Yeah, I think in a bunch of these cases, we should have. Um, we should have mm-hmm. picked up like these guys are going to be fantasy relevant. Um, get moving on the waiver wire if you can. Yeah. So we let's yeah let's let's think about how we can we can better forecast some of these guys turning that way and um, maybe actually do some more modeling of the inter- ownership data because I I would have liked. I did have Josh Naylor. I actually dropped yeah. him and then I repicked him up <laughs> because I knew that he was like, I'm not going to let this guy become an ownable first baseman. Yeah. After I, I drafted him. So I think, I think, um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. The on the fly modeling of guys that are going to get over 80% or seem like figuring out what does a model look like that we're confident when a guy will crack 80%, even if it's at some time in the semi distant future. We yeah, want to be part be a, of. We want to be part of that ownership. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking. I was just thinking back through it. Like we have the data, we can try to use a training da- all of the data for a training data set to try to see if we can put together a model that's that. Yeah, actually, we definitely should do that. I mean, it's it's sort of like everything that we've talked about before, right? It's like coming up with archetypes for what ownership curves look like, mm-hmm. and so it would be it would just be matching these players. It would be matching players to archetypes. And, like, when are you confident that, like, ooh, this guy's shooting way up. We need to get this guy. Or, you know. If we – because you can fit a spline to everybody. Yeah. Right? Yep. But can you pull out of a spline, like, uh, some of the coefficients? Yes. If you if you, if you we do a fixed width such yeah. that, that it's using the same interpolator function for – the same few interpolator functions for everybody – then you could directly compare the coefficients and say right. So the coefficient could be like, uh, yeah, all the ones that actually end up doing like a sine curve kind of stuff. Yeah, we'd be interested in certain splines, certain yeah, spline, yeah, yeah. certain regions of the spline coefficient space would be interesting, compelling to us. Because I want to, if you can't do a linear, you can't just do a linear model on these. No, because it, they get too confused of when it goes up and then it goes down. It's like what? <laughs> yeah, is. Oh, y equals x the whole time whatever yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah okay well put a pin in that we should talk about that we can go back off season we can try to go through the ownership over the week love it we can do that love it all right now i have two different the other two are kind of fun ones so second half mega growers hmm. um 
I realized after I wrote it that it was really dirty. So everybody, uh, second half mega growers preseason to end of season. So preseason end of the season, it was a positive ownership delta, as in more people own them at the end of the season at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, query item number two, if you're putting together the list of 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 things within the query is all-star break ownership less than 75% and end of season ownership greater than 75%. So these guys are on the cusp of ownership is the idea. Like they were not really on the cusp of ownership at the all-star break, but at the end of the season, they were definitely, uh, they were, they were moving towards that. So let's say if the, if the season gone another 30 days, they would have been above that, that 80%. Here are the guys that I had. Kyle Bradish, Bryson Stott, Alec Baum, and Isaac Paredes. Now, we've talked about Isaac Paredes a little bit lately. Baum is the odd one out here to me. I think... Why is he the odd one out to you? Well, Bradish, Bradish and Stott are, and to some extent Paredes were... Bradish and Stott, for sure, were preseason prospect discussions. Or, like, guys, guys that hadn't arrived in fantasy yet, but were projected to arrive in fantasy and Perret is and it's, yeah. sort of the same bomb is, is a regression candidate almost at this point, right? Well, he's, he's already going no, through. He's on, the, he's on the way back up because exactly he was already, hot shit prospect yeah. then had his time in the wilderness and now he's back. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean. He's gone through, he's already gone through the cycle that I might expect Bradish and right. Stott and maybe Peretti's to all go through. <laughs> Like if Bradish and Stott right. don't He's hit the wilderness, all the lepers again, isn't he? Yeah, if Bradish and Stott don't hit the 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 wilderness at some point this year, I'll be shocked. They had they had good seasons. Well, Stott, I don't. I thought that he was far. I I owned him a couple of different times. I thought he was far further off, but he just it was just like the middle infield. Just the Phillies could not get anyone there. Yeah, who ended up? Was it uh, Schwarber? Was mostly playing at first. Yeah, yeah. They just had a really hard time actually filling the diamond with players. Yeah, it seemed like the that Phillies. And, and then they, were, but they stop. had a good offense. Yeah. So anyone who was in there it was great for them. I think. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's funny that Stott was a not a guy that we discussed really. We have we haven't talked about him at all. What, I, what I are we, we predicting ta- him for next year? I think we've talked about him a touch more than we talked about Kyle Bradish. I don't think we talked about. <laughs> well, we haven't talked about Kyle Bradish at all either. I mean, those are the two guys that we really haven't that we haven't talked about at all. So, Stott, if we assume 600 plate appearances, we have basically no power. Mm-hmm. Um, 266 average, which sounds about right. Yeah. Very middling runs and RBIs, and a reasonable stolen Middling's base threat. In 70s. Middle no middling is in 58 runs, 48 oh. RBIs. But all these are backed off. I mean, these are 600. This is 600 plate appearances, which presumably he would be above if he was an everyday player yeah well he'd probably be right on there because i would i would wouldn't be surprised if he had like two dl stints this year sure but i guess they're my mm-hmm. my point is i think they're gonna bat him pretty high up in the oh yeah lineup. he's gonna be one or two because you expect him you expect <laughs> I mean, him to, well, to steal how would he be able to take schwerber's spot and number so, one so we i mean we have we have huge uncertainty bands on him because of hard projections i mean our 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 runs goes anywhere from 40 at the low end which is not realistic to 
to 76 at the high end. I mean, plus minus 18 and then plus minus 17 on RBIs, plus minus 10 on stolen bases. I mean, we just like, we're just like, we don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, any guy that hasn't been in the MLB, you don't know. So that's, that's fair. What do you think? Do you think you want to own him? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do, even though I think that he's probably got a little bit of regression. My hope would be that since he didn't play a full season, he's not doing a whole sophomore slump. He's going to do a, you know, partly sophomore slump. <laughs> These numbers probably actually aren't that bad that we forecast. No, the for. numbers are exactly what I would say. Because he's not. Okay, so where, yeah. does he, where does he get drafted? What is his ADP? Oh, I mean, is his ADP outstrips these? His Ooh, ADP. We have twenty twenty four fantasy baseball. I love it. His, I his, just looked and I was like, this can't. What? How did Alec Baum was that high? You want to know what Bryson Stott was? I would love to know. His ADP is going to way outstrip these projections because people love Whoa. him. Oh, one twenty four. Yeah, it's. I was going to say one thirty. I was. I mean that that because people people are looking at the upside case for drafting him more than a, a realistic case. Here's the last query that I've got for you. All right, um, I'm going to give you the top ten second half growers preseason to end of season plus Delta. Sorted on ownership, delta slope between uh, All-Star Game and Indices. So I, I've given you the stats here are the um, – where were they owned at the All-Star break? Okay. What uh, The All-Star Game, uh, July 11th. What was their ownership? Oh, that's the ownership. I'm, I'm showing you the ownership at the 1024. So this is not exactly end of season, but whatever. It's fine. And then I'm giving you the slope, the rise over run of, over that time. The mm. absolute rise of So okay. we've got Cole Raggins, Michael King, Kyle Bradish, aforementioned, Chaz McCormick, Kerry Carpenter, Jordan Wicks, Nolan Jones, Ryan Pepio, Mitch Garver, and Zach Geloff. So we've mentioned 40% of these guys on the pod. Uh, who are the ones that you're saying that we, we've mentioned? 30% maybe. Chaz McCormick because of Hardcastle. Uh, Mitch Garver has been discussed. Uh, Zach Galoff has been discussed. Came up on a recent list. Yes, yes. So I guess thirty. I was gonna say Michael. Michael King has. We've danced around. I don't think we've ever. Well, we it. didn't. Yeah, he was not really discussed near the the end of the season, and he's now in. He's gonna make a lot of money on his second half this year because he yeah. he's coming up in all the winter off season stuff. So yeah. I, I mean, you could see him going to. Um, insert name of content you could see him going to not san francisco what what is it oh philadelphia yeah and becoming the closer and then and getting like 40 saves next season but we man i mean guys that we haven't i, I cole reagan's 49 percent owned at the end of the season what from zero who is this guy which team is he on he's got he's pictures and picture hopefully not yours Ooh, kansas city look at he's a picture in a kansas city uniform in a texas from crawfordville florida yeah he played on two teams texas did he play in the playoffs no kansas he played he finished season with kansas city i think what do you think who so right so he he pitched because they didn't have anyone to pitch so he had a long leash yeah, but look look what he did on the Royals. I mean, because the Royals are going to be the more important one here. I mean, he pitches. No, that's what I'm saying. That he was given the the chance to play because just no like I mean, who else do this, they have? This one we have to get because this is an orange that we should have been juicing in TGFBI. Because look, it should this. have been. Yeah, look at this: a 2.64 ERA and a 1.07 WHIP. Basically, after talking after the All Star break. I mean, ugh, 
we needed this guy. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, velocity in his fastball was 96.6. His X arrow is 2.8. His FIP was. I mean, so what, what I've learned from this is that somewhere we let it slip through. We let this slip through the cracks. Paul Reagans. We shouldn't have. And I mean, honestly, the rest of the guys on the list may have may have matched that too. I mean, I'm a little bit less worried about Nolan Jones is another prospect, another discussed prospect. Jordan ah, Pepio is kind of in there too. Is he? He probably is Pepiot, right? But oh, Pepiot, Pepiot. I, I I mean, I think Pepio when I read it, but I doubtful. Um, I doubt that's him. So Kerry Carpenter, DH outfield of the Detroit Tigers. Is Cabrera gone yet? I think Cabrera's gone. Do we get 600 extra plate appearances for players not named Miguel Cabrera now? <laughs> Sprinkle around everybody else? Because uh, those are great great plate appearances to get. Well, he, first of all, Cabrera only got 334 this year. So oh, okay, got 334. All right, so not, not. Well, maybe it was because this guy, Kerry Carpenter, was taking up a bunch of them. K percent of 25, so which I do not like. 7% walk, 7% walk rate. Six on bases and twenty home runs in 118 games. I I'm gonna be honest. Like. Ah, sure. One well, in uh, 460 at bats. Uh, no plate appearance. These these are all guys. I mean, what I think about this list is that these are all guys that we have to check in on at some point. But I yeah. don't think any of these. I, most of these guys are not going to be draft interest. They were their value is being purely driven by mostly orange juicing in the second half of the season. <laughs> but that yeah. doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that we don't need to be on top of that. I mean, we could have been juicing any Should've of been. these oranges. <laughs> so how do we? So we need to, we need to, sh- we need to develop some concurrent tools that help us get these guys in addition to on the ownership list, but in a different way too. Yeah, I think, and that's I have more tooling around identifying these guys, and I need to just make it more robust and uh, reproduce. It's getting collected, getting analyzed, it's pushed out. Yeah. <sighs> All right. I think that about brings us to the review session. Brandon Belt. Is Brandon Belt a first baseman? Yeah. Okay. I I was thinking he was. I was. I but then I you know I panicked briefly. Like are we re- just out here reviewing more non first baseman? All right. Brandon Belt is. Wow. Let's see what. How, he, how old do you think Brandon Belt is? He's the same age as Freddie Freeman, which is our age. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, thirty-five. So, um, okay. So here we go. So he played he only played one hundred and three games this year. Mm-hmm. He was sort of a backup. Ah, uh, it's interesting. Four hundred and four plate appearances. In those four hundred and four, he got nineteen home runs, forty-three RBIs, fifty-three runs, zero stolen bases, and a two fifty-four average. This is the most waiver wire list. <laughs> this is the most like crap. I need somebody. I need somebody to right now to fill first. Yeah, and I had him a few times when my team, <laughs> all my team was injured, and it was like, who's been hot recently? Oh, Brandon Belt. Uh, I guess he'll at least get playing time. Twenty nine so, games at first last year. Was he was he full on platooning or was he was he? Oh, he had weird muscle. He had weird I just injuries said, this year. Twenty nine games at first last year. So twenty nine of the hundred eight. He, he he was DHing most of the time. So, and I, guess, he, I don't think he even actually went when he. Because he came in a couple of games that I paid attention to, Red Sox, um, Blue Jays, sort of came in at at a, to DH, and then wasn't there the next time around. So he missed 
Yeah, that's interesting. He also missed two two week blocks during this season, so that accounts for a good chunk of the games. Yeah, that he was gone. Lumbar muscle spine muscle spasms. That sounds like an old man problem. Uh, <laughs> left. I mean, that sounds like a, that sounds like a thirty five year old baseball player problem to me. You know. Yeah. Uh ha. Huh. Boy, would really. <laughs> if you told me preseason, you know, think about Brandon Belt. He might be batting sixth in that pretty powerful lineup. It, well, if you said that he was batting fifth, I would have been really excited. Yeah. But sixth, man, why were the Blue Jays not better? I Every time I look at their lineup, I just <laughs> I just want to know. They had a bit of the year from hell kind of thing happen. What went wrong? Is it that they had to start batting Brandon Belt second? Because they batted him second a lot here. Wow. Uh, yeah. At the end of the who, season. Wait, who's the guy that came in near the end of the season? Awesome. This <laughs> is just a long lead up to tell me Whit Merrifield. <laughs> <laughs> who's that guy that was so no, good? No, David Schneider, but yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I almost I almost said it. <laughs> but boy, they, they really I mean he went through a sea change after he came back from that injury, he was batting second and third. Which he was again, doing pretty well. Again, um, if you told me that he was gonna bat there at the beginning of the season, I would have been really excited like he's gonna he be had some hot by, streaks but they never yeah. they never stayed hot yeah i do you think that this will be his huh. second year in um in toronto next year yeah he is back right he's not do we know no he's free agent so we don't know where he's gonna be yeah you'd all you'd think that like have him second year in that toronto hopefully it's not just a bullshit weird year for that team but I'm still excited as a fantasy owner. As a fantasy owner, it's like that's a good one through four, and then have Brandon and Belt number five, and Davis Schneider uh, or Davis Schneider in there to take take reps from one through one through five. That's a dangerous lineup as opposed to Cleveland. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. I mean, I think <clears throat> oh, it's just so. This is going to be so interesting to see that Toronto is one that I'm going to be so interested to see what they do with their lineup because they did some they they really moved guys around quite a bit. Yeah. So what do you what do you want? Where do you want Brandon Belt to be? Do you want him to be somewhere with low expectations? I think like, I think he could I think he could have low expectations in Toronto because no I know I know that's what I'm saying that that's that's <laughs> oh. that's where is this where we want him to be? But he had, but he also had low expectations when he was in San Francisco to some extent. I will find at the very end there. He finally did, but every year it was like, "Is this going to be the year that Brandon Belt's going to get off?" Sure, sure. Okay, I, I, I mean, am I happier that he's in Toronto for Brandon Belt? I'm happier that he's in Toronto than San Francisco for sure. There's no, yeah. no question. I think, I think he probably gets drafted higher this year than he did last year. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the numbers are, but I would guess that people will be. I mean. We're talking about him very late in the first basements, right? Yeah, but I would I would guess that he's gonna go in the twenties of first baseman, not forties. <laughs> he is um, four fifty seven right now. Whoa, that's consensus low. Ranking. There are only so like four the people. There are only four consensus rank- rankers to consensus right now. But that that tells you, I mean that that number that number is not that different from where he got drafted this year. Yeah, I think he's going to return more value than he did last. That I mean, I think he's going to have. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I even had to say that. Like, I think yeah. that he's someone that I'd be more likely to suggest that you grab in late round than I would have last year. For sure, for sure. I think. I mean, last year I'd be I'd be shocked if either of us was saying you should draft him. No, 
is like there's no way but this year i'm a little bit more especially if he ends up back on that team or on another interesting team i'd say yeah this is a guy that i would i would consider drafting late yeah especially in tgfbi this this feels like this feels like tgfbi value absolutely but is, I, there, uh, is there a, a bet that you want to make on this guy that's i mean that's what i'm that's what i'm just wrestling with right now so boy his numbers are all over the place it's really hard to well, here, let's do this. Then a really nice and quick, easy one. Play appearances. 459 is what he had this year? No, four, no. 404. 404? Over, under? Over. Over. I think over that. I think over, too. <laughs> I think, especially if he stays in Toronto, because, well, just, I mean, who cares? We'll play the same side. What are we doing next week? Christian Vasquez. And not a first baseman. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Fantasy Tools, mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools.gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is, we're select to you, buddy. We're select to you, too. Yeah!